Welcome to the Retirement Risk Show, the best retirement interviews and advice with Dave Hall. Learn strategies to help you reduce and even eliminate the risks facing your retirement. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Dave Hall. I am your host. We are here once again talking about your retirement, talking about those enjoyable golden years that we all are looking forward to to get us to a point where we can do all the things we've always wanted to do that maybe we didn't have the time to do during our working years, maybe didn't have the resources to do during that period of time. If you'd like to learn more about how you can get safely through retirement, go to my website, retirementriskadvisors.com. Here you'll be able to get access to our live events. You'll be able to get access to the various webinars we teach, as well as my new book, Getting Safely Through Retirement. Today, I've got a good friend and partner with me today, Brian Britt. We're going to be talking more about just general risks, some of the challenges that you're going to be looking at towards your retirement as you try to map all this out. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. Always great to be here. Great to talk with you about retirement planning, risk mitigation strategies, and all the wonderful things that we do behind the scenes as we're building blueprints for people. So glad to be back with you. Yeah, Brian's been very busy lately. He's remodeling a home. And uh, if you've ever done that process, I've done it myself, uh, you know, what a challenge that is. And I'm sure, Brian, you got all kinds of stories you could tell as you've gone through it. This would have to be like a three-hour interview for me to go through. But I will say, though, what's interesting about the remodeling process, I've just found so many parallels to our business, right? So when I was out shopping for people to help me with this very large project where we basically just gutted a house right down to the floors and the walls and everything. You know, there were people out there, there were architects, and then there were other people that were builders. And then there were firms that were design build, where they would actually build the blueprint for you. And then once you agreed on the big picture of the way things were going to look and how things were going to be situated, they would actually install everything and build it out. And I just thought that's really similar to what you and I have built at Retirement Risk Advisors, where we really are a design-build firm. We design a blueprint from that 30,000-foot level. And then typically, most of our clients say, hey, I want you guys now to build it and install all of those solutions for me. Maybe not dishwashers and sinks, but install those solutions for me. Take care of all that so I can just walk into a completely built house and live safely and happily forever. And that's kind of what we do when you think about it. So uh, it's been an interesting process. I've, I've mentioned that to a bunch of clients in the last two months because I've been engulfed in this construction project. There's a lot of similarities. There really is. And as you look at it, it's really there to help make it easier. I mean, as hard as these things can be and as hard as redoing a home can be, the designer's there to really make the process as simple as possible. And that's really our goal. And one of the other big goals that we have is really to address risk. I think that's what makes us different than many advisors out there. I know when I was first trying to figure some of this stuff out on my own, looking at what was available out there, there were not a bunch of risk-based advisors that I could go talk to to try to figure some of these things out. So we went to work and we figured the things out ourselves. But as you look at it, Brian, where do you see that risk-based side? Why is it so important when we look at the future of our country and the future of our retirement plan? When I think about that, I think a lot of people approach this equation from the bottom up. They start with the shiny objects, the products, the features, the benefits, the glossy brochures, right? When you do that, it's kind of like, you know, going back to my construction example, it's like picking out your sink and your dishwasher 
before you even look at the master plan of the house, right? So you're not addressing any of the risks and the problems that might happen with the big picture. You're just worried about the dishwasher and the sink because you like the glossy brochure you got from KitchenAid or whatever. As far as risks that we really need to be focusing on and what we suggest our clients do is really short-term, medium, and long-term risks, right? So when you think about that, when you think about what's the most immediate risk in my life, you should be dealing with that first. What's kind of a, a midterm risk that I need to deal with? You should be making sure you install that solution next. And what's a long-term risk? Something I might not even deal with for 20 or something years. Make sure you install that as well, but kind of in that order. So when you think about a financial plan, the most immediate risk is not that you're going to end up in a long-term care facility tomorrow. It's not the taxes are going to double starting January of 2024. Your most immediate risk is you're going to have a massive drop in your net worth because of a market crash, period. Now, if you think about market crashes, right, 2008, that was the last time we had one, period. That's a really long time to not have a market crash. Meanwhile, when you look at the world, and it seems like the world is burning, it's on fire, right? Just whether it's a pandemic, whether it's natural disasters, whether it's wars breaking out, the world is on fire and the stock market is just like having a cup of coffee and reading the paper while they're just watching it all go, right? So when you think about what is our biggest risk right this minute, today, it is that we are going to see substantial losses in market risk-based portfolios, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, anything that can go down in value, that's the biggest risk. Now, if you're young, which most of our clients are not, but if you're, you're 30, 40, 45 years old, and you lose half your 401k money, so what? Yeah, you'll just keep working, right? You're going to continue living your life. You're not really even going to blink. But if you're 60 and you want to retire in four years and your net worth gets cut in half because most of your money was in non-protected assets, that is a game changer in every way. Number one, it could literally extend how many years you have to work. And number two, it dramatically increases your chances of running out of money because you took a punch to the gut early in the game. And as you teach in your classes all over the country, sequence of return risk. We can handle losses. We just can't handle them at certain points in the plan. And the worst time to have a loss is either right before you come out of the gate or just as you're coming out of the gate, you get hit in the legs with a baseball bat, right? As far as risk goes, we want to look at short, medium, and long-term risks. And that first risk is definitely market loss. And it's a huge one that most people don't even contemplate. If you were to go out and ask America, what percentage of a chance on an annual basis do you think we have of a market downturn? I can't imagine that 90% of America would get that right. But yet when we look at it, it's over 20%. Every five years, we've had a market downturn. And as you're saying, Brian, you have to go clear back to 2008 where we had a big downturn. We're overdue to start having this happen. And other thing that I found was interesting, I, I was doing a lot of research the other day and looking at these topics and realizing that you've got bankers and other people that are really not blowing the whistle that we're going to have a problem. But they came back to one group of people that is 
And that is the CEOs. The CEOs of these companies are saying, we're going to have a stock market problem. And if anybody that should know, they're the ones that understand the debt loads they have. They're the ones that understand the higher interest rates and the impact they're going to have. They understand what people are buying. And I think you're right. It's just something that we've got to look at. Now, we all hope it won't go down, but it's something we've got to prepare for. And there are solutions to get us out of it if we'll put them in place. Well, you know, you just reminded me of something I just watched yesterday online. A guy named Van Mueller. He's a financial planner, you know, has been involved around the insurance industry for a really long time. He's a big uh, public speaker guy. He goes all over the country and speaks. And I was watching this video that popped up. And basically, he was saying that one of the largest holdings of cash value inside of life insurance companies are banks. Can you imagine that? Here's banks like Bank of America, Goldman Sachs. He listed the name JP Morgan, like hundreds of billions of dollars of assets were not in their bank. They were sitting with insurance companies. So when you think about that, the institutions, just like you said, they know that something's coming and they don't know when it's going to happen, right? Because we all, I think when it finally happens and the stock market's down 50, 60%, none of us are going to go, oh my God, I can't believe this. All of us are going to go, I can't believe it took this long to happen. Like, you know, since like 2010, I've been wondering like, when's the next one? And then I thought, okay, COVID, that's going to collapse the whole thing. Absolutely. You know, businesses closing down, people being told to stay in their homes, everything shuts down. That's got to be it. Stock market's going to plummet. What did it do? Did the opposite, right? And then, of course, real estate went insane because of that, because everybody decided they wanted to work from home, uh, as we can certainly say that we enjoy doing. So the, the bottom line is that I, I think a lot of people, when they think about risk mitigation, they think about that mantra that Wall Street has really programmed into their head for 30 plus years. Diversify your assets between stocks and bonds. And the older you get, have more money on the bond side than the stock side. And that, of course, won a Nobel Prize, Harry Markowitz, 1952 Nobel Prize for uh, basically, you know, economic portfolio theory, right? Modern portfolio theory is what it was called back then. And the bottom line is that works in a normal market. It did not work in 2008. It was a disaster. You have people with fully diversified portfolios that had a big chunk of money in bonds and stocks, and they lost 35 to 40% of their money in a balanced portfolio. If they were overweighted on the stock side, they were easily down 50. Um, so really, when you think about today, that immediate risk, you know, the one that's the closest to happening out of the three I mentioned, right? Market crash. The only way that we know of that really truly is diversifying someone's risk is to diversify between what you and I call casino money and safe money. Now, it doesn't mean casino money is bad money. It doesn't mean you can't make a lot of money with casino money. It just means look at stocks, bonds, and mutual funds as casino money. Look at Anything that can go backwards, regardless of the reason, as casino money. And then look at your safe money as money that is guaranteed by a large institution that it can never suffer a loss. Hopefully, it's liquid. Hopefully, it gets a decent rate of return. And depending on where it lives, it might even be tax-free, depending. But if you now just reconfigure the way that you think about diversification, just look at the mix between Casino money and safe money. Forget about stocks, bond, mutual funds. It doesn't matter what your mix is. 
on that side. In fact, if you have the casino money and safe money diversification equation correct, you can be much more aggressive with the casino money. You could literally eliminate bonds altogether and just go pure stock growth. You can be a way more aggressive investor than what most people do is the older they get, the less money they have in stocks, the more money they have in bonds. And then as we saw in 2022, the single worst performing asset was bonds. Of course it was. Interest rates skyrocketed. You think about this. If you put a million dollars into a U.S. government 10-year treasury bond, in 2021, by the end of 2022, you were down like 350 grand. That's not a safe asset if you need money in the next year, two, three, five. If you don't care about holding on to it for 10 years, the US government backs it up, you're going to get your money back. But telling me I'm stuck with something for 10 years that's down 35%, I don't count that as a safe asset. Pretty hard to get people emotionally over that. Once you get that big downturn, they want to get rid of it and get it off their plate and not have to look at it again to get them to stay there. And and the way we solve this, and I'd like you to talk a little bit more about it. We've already addressed it. You know, they're obviously principal protected products, but I think too, the, the importance of that plan. You talked about buying the sink and the dishwasher and all those things before you have a plan. I see that all the time with the people we work with. People come in with all these different products, but they have no idea why they even bought it. They have no idea why they're even using using this model because no one ever came through and told them this is what the final product should look like. This is the architect design of how we're going to make your retirement look so you can get safely through it. If you don't have a plan, it may not feel like it's a problem at the moment. I'll tell you when it becomes a huge problem, when stuff starts not working, when things start breaking in your portfolio, and then you start wondering, why did I buy that thing from my buddy that was selling those things at that time? Or why did I get in there and get involved in this thing that I didn't really understand why I was doing it, but it just sounded so cool when the salesperson presented it to me. That's a whole different story than saying, well, wait a minute, let me just go back to the plan. And remember that that piece is going to provide me with a lifetime income that's going to be tax-free. That piece is going to cover my long-term care if I ever need it, or it's going to pass money money to my kids. That piece is going to be my risk money. I might lose money in that piece, but I'm okay because that's only a piece of it. When you have that peace of mind, you're able to calmly and you know very unemotionally just open up the blueprint, look at it and say, okay, I'm fine. Yeah, my, my stock portfolio is down 50%, but so what? I got all that other money guaranteed. I have that pool of money that's going to pay me forever no matter what happens. I'm covered with this. I'm covered with that. Look, I've lived on both sides of this equation that we're talking about. When I started in 1986, I was a financial asset manager and really became a large cap value specialist. You know, I would say my first big company that I advised was Lehman Brothers. And I was managing large cap portfolios that I was building from scratch. So I was truly just the dishwasher, you know, all that, right? There was no financial plan of any kind. People would just come and say, yeah, what do you got? What's good? I'd say, well, you know, we like Disney right now because they just opened up this place in France and it looks pretty cool and it might make some money for them. Whatever the story was, they were always buying the story and the product, but they never had a big picture over the top. And then, I don't know, maybe 18 years ago, I started flipping the whole practice saying, I'm not doing anything 
unless I have a plan first for everybody that works with me, that changed my life. Like, I mean, the stress level in my life dropped down so low that people think I'm like the most mellow person in the world, but they didn't know me 20 years ago. I was not mellow. I was like absolutely someone that would get stressed when I was losing money for people. It would make me crazy. Now, everything is under that master plan. It just feels different. And the clients feel it. They feel it to have that plan to go back to. Yeah, you have downturns and you've got a plan and you know what you're trying to accomplish and you've committed yourself to a completely different story than when you're out there with a variety of assets, a variety of different products, and you, you have no idea how they're supposed to interact with each other. You have no idea what solutions they're supposed to provide. You only know that everything's falling off the table. It's a complete different experience. And we saw that in 2022. It wasn't a big, long dip. But you look at what happened in 2022, we didn't have clients calling and griping because they couldn't pay their bills and they weren't afraid they were going to have to go back to work and they were going to have to change their whole lifestyle. They realized that with their plan, these things were going to work themselves through. They were going to be able to stay safe and secure where they were at and be able to weather the storms that, that were ahead of them. Absolutely. And the plan is the game changer. It really is. So we can talk all day long about strategies. And, and again, we're a design build firm at the end of the day. So we will build it. And we will install the products. And as fiduciaries, we are looking at the whole universe of products and trying to figure out which ones are the most cost-effective, best performers. I mean, here's a perfect example. Sometimes on a very rare occasion, we'll meet someone who says, I don't need a plan. I don't want to spend the money on a plan. I already got spreadsheets coming out of my desk in every direction. I already know what I need. Okay, fine. What can I help you with? Just show me the best products in these areas. And we'll go and do that. And a lot of times we will end up helping them implement some of them, but it never feels the same because even that person, and of course, most of our clients are CPAs, super smart people, very numbers driven. Even that person that claimed they had their own spreadsheet, they knew everything that was going on. I will tell you that when things go wrong, you can hear it in their voice that they're still not quite sure they got it right. And, you know, you and I both know we meet CPAs that have their own plans. They come to us, they engage us to build a brand new plan, sometimes for nothing more than validation of what they thought they knew, right? And sometimes like, hey, I knew that. I, this is exactly how I worked it out. But usually the other side of the coin is more common, right? And they go, oh, actually, I didn't think of that piece. And I didn't really think that piece was going to react that way. I thought it was this other way that I was supposed to show that piece, right? Well, they're not financial planners, right? I'm trying to learn that in my own personal life. There is definitely a value to people that just focus on one area. Kind of my, back to my crazy construction project, I brought in a, an interior designer to draw blueprints of the whole house, like right down to the smallest detail possible. And I could have done this probably on my own, and I would have probably had a heart attack. Like it would have been so stressful. And I thought, how hard could it be? I go to Home Depot, I buy a toilet. It's not the biggest thing in the world. Why am I paying someone to do this? Let me tell you, we keep opening the book. We have this big book, right? The contractors come in, they go, yeah, I'm not sure how this tile is supposed to go in the corner of the bathroom right next to the sink. How does she draw that? And then they'll open it up and they're like, oh, I see it. I would have like been miserable. 
and those doorways are only so wide and, and everybody's got to talk to each other. And, and just like that, you've got to have multiple tools to do something like reconstruct your house. Same thing with retirement. You've got to have multiple tools. That's the thing I love about what we do is it's being able to put all those tools together in a good plan that, that's been designed to get you to the best place in retirement. Brian, our time has come and gone. I can't believe how quick this time goes. Always uh, wonderful to be able to spend time with you. Any parting thoughts you'd like to share? You know, I, I think the the key that I'll just repeat is just think of risks in how close or far away they are. So your biggest risk right now in your life is that you're going to lose a bunch of money, period. Your second biggest risk is that taxes are going to be dramatically higher than where they are today. Maybe that's a five to eight year risk. Your third biggest risk is you're going to end up needing very expensive long-term care at some point. Just think like memory care, 20,000 a month for six years. Okay. That's not unrealistic, by the way. If you think 15, 20 years from now, that's a long-term issue. And then I guess the longest term issue would be when you're dead, how do you make sure that the IRS is not your biggest beneficiary? And that your kids and your heirs and your charities, those are your biggest beneficiaries. Um, and the IRS is the smallest possible beneficiary in the entire picture. All of that comes from a plan. Brian, thank you so much. Listeners, you've been listening to the Retirement Risk Show. Please join us again next week. We'll be back once again talking about the risk you will face in retirement. And that's today's episode. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. The Retirement Risk Show is a production of the Retirement Risk Advisors. Our show was produced by C.R. Talene and Autumn Koenig. If you're a CPA looking for more retirement education, visit retirementriskadvisors.com.